Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year is joining me again as we do at the beginning of every month to talk about some movie trailers. This is not a regular episode of Piecing It Together. This is our monthly trailer roundup where we apply our whole puzzle pieces format to a bunch of movies and little mini conversations for each of the upcoming movies of the month. And then hopefully we'll end up covering some of these as full episodes later in the month as the month continues. So uh, we've got a lot of movies to talk about, so we're going to get to that here in just a second. But before we do, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. That way you'll, of course, get the new episodes as soon as they come out. we got one coming up on Dune this coming Friday. And lots of other episodes on the way as well. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Good Pods. Or there's probably other places you can rate and review us as well. Do it wherever you want to do it. We really appreciate the feedback. You could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Uh, Aside from that... You know, I do want to just make a quick announcement because it is the beginning of November. Uh, Some of you who listen all the time know that uh, my wife Gina and I just got married and we will be going on our honeymoon at the end of the month. So this might be a weird month as far as scheduling episodes and all that. For all I know, I'm going to end up squeezing in a whole bunch of episodes and we will not miss a beat and there will be one or even two episodes a week all through November and December. It might just work out that way. Or I might do the bare minimum because I'm very busy with regular life stuff. And uh, maybe you'll just get one episode a week. Maybe we'll even miss a week. Who knows? But... Honestly, there'll probably be at least one episode a week. We'll see what happens. But I just wanted to say at the beginning of November that that is coming at the end of the month. And so, you know, don't be surprised if if we miss something or if we're, uh, you know, we miss a movie here or there. You know, it could happen. But we'll cover plenty more when I get back. So anyway, hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's talk about a whole bunch of movies. And then we got Dune coming up on Friday. All right, Jason Harris is with us to talk about some trailers again for the month of November. But before we get to that, Jason, I'm surprised you're not wearing a costume. That just seems like something you'd have done for this recording session. 
Well, I do have a costume for later, and I got to tell you, this is my favorite time of year. We got all the fall movies coming out. You got all that great holiday food, and suicide rates skyrocket. I'm rooting for you this year, Dave. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jason. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, everybody, just keep subscribed, and uh, well, you know, you'll find out as soon as it happens. But Can you uh, imagine piecing it together. Uh, Do you have like a year of guest hosts that, like, you know, you're ready to pass it on? It, to? it would be a whole thing for me to have to schedule. So that I would just, I would be just as busy. Let's put it that way. But. Uh, Let's talk about some movies, Jason. Uh, as we've been doing, let's take a quick look back at the movies we covered in our October trailer episode and see if we watched any of them, uh, starting with The Guilty, which I did not see. I think you watched it, though, right? I did watch The Guilty. Uh, tell me what movie that was, Dave. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> uh, Alone oh, in yeah, a yeah, 911 the, thing. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Single yeah. Room remake, mm -hmm. uh, quick 90 minutes. It's all right. Um, it's not bad. Uh, they, they, dude, I hate this trend lately of like someone did something bad and something bad happens to someone, but at the end it all works out. I guess that's a trend forever, but it's like you keep letting people off the hook. It gets very annoying, you know? So it's simple. It's, it's, it's a simple story arc. And I, I think that that fits to our modern content times. But, uh, well, as you could tell, like it didn't even register beyond like when I had seen it, it wasn't no. bad. It's just like, man, this is forgettable now. So. Exactly. That's, that's what it is. That's what a lot of these are going to be. Maybe a little better, even though I didn't finish it. Uh, the many saints of Newark, I did start it, but Gina and I started watching it on my birthday and we were like, you know what? We really should have watched the Sopranos to <laughs> get anything out of this. Yeah, I uh, you liked it though, right? Yes, I told you that when when I watched it that it would be fun to do an episode of it based on you never having seen any of it and me yeah. having seen all of it. But it's funny because it it almost echoes the last few seasons of The Sopranos, where like fans either are like, "Hey, that's cool, that's what this is," or like they really hate it. And I liked yeah. it; I thought it was good. That's what it. That's what The Sopranos was: meandering, intertwining stories and. uh and I just had a lot of fun with it. I thought the acting was good, and you know, it brought me back to uh, my old mob days in Jersey. Nice, nice. Well, apparently, it did well enough that now they're discussing possibly a series, a uh, a prequel, sequel series that will bridge it together. I'll so. tell you what would be more interesting to me: what if you did a series now with the kids of Tony Soprano, where like, because there is no, as far as we know, like mob society anymore. Like, what did the kids mm -hmm. of mobsters do now? That would be interesting. That sounds like something you're going to possibly write and pitch or something. With my character, Johnny Gabagool, who no matter what is <laughs> going on, just says, Gabagool! <laughs> I definitely want to see that. <laughs> uh, next up was uh, the uh, Con Palme d'Or winner, T10, which actually turned out to be one of my favorite movies of the year. Did you get a chance to see it yet? No, I really wanted to. I'm glad you liked it. It, it will stay on my list. And... Uh, if you do decide to off yourself, I'll watch it in your honor. Thank you very much. Uh, next up, the constantly delayed. Of course, so many things are delayed, but this was like the big one. Uh, no Time to Die, the newest Bond film, the final Bond film in this era of Daniel Craig Bonds, uh, which I liked. I thought it was good. It was one of the better Craig Bond movies, and I, I didn't love it, but I don't really love any Bond movies. And I just thought as Bond movies go, it's a good one. 
That's good. Uh, this is one of those, since it's only in theaters, you have to commit seven hours of your life. You get mm. there, you drive there, you watch two hours of previews, you watch six-hour movie, you drive yeah. back. It's just too much for me at this point in time. Yeah, I love it. Still my favorite thing, even with all those previews. Well, I mean, I like going to the movies. I just don't want to have to, like, um, cancel a full day. Yeah, it's it's definitely, it takes dedication for sure. Uh, movie that I have not gotten a chance to watch, but I still really want to, is Lamb. They even did a special one-night-only streaming thing where you're able to rent it, um, and I just happened to be busy that night, unfortunately. So I'm going to see it soon, though. I, I take it you didn't see Lamb. No. You ever eat Lamb? Uh, I'm sure I have at some point. You gotta, like, be very careful how you prep it. It can get very gamey if you're not good at making, you know, really working the technique there. You also have to be very careful, uh, when you're prepping Muppets for a, a nice little... What nice a segue! dish. Muppets hey, Haunted uh, Mansion! Mupp- <laughs> yeah, did you watch that? You were really excited for I that. I did watch it, and, uh, it falls right in the middle of the Muppet pack for me. It's not as mm-hmm. good as the great Muppet movies, um, and it's not as bad as the really downtime of Muppet movies, you know, that there's a few of those. So mm-hmm. it's right in the middle. It's uh, less than an hour. It's fun. They have some really fun callbacks to the original Muppet show. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'd say is like, it's all about Gonzo and Pepe the prawn. And it's like, I love Gonzo, but, uh, do I really need all this Pepe? I don't think so. <laughs> Sure. Well, uh, next up is The Last Duel from Ridley Scott, which it's kind of a bummer that it did so poorly because uh, from everything I've heard, it's really good. Everybody I know who's seen it really liked it, and I did not get a chance to watch it. I'm still hoping to, though, uh, maybe even before it leaves theaters because it's still in a couple theaters. Did you see it? No, but you know, Dave, right now we're talking about 1999 on Awesome Movie Year, and we're doing mm-hmm. some fun episodes like your pick was Office Space and Office Space was one of those that did not hit in the theaters and found its like audience on home video and Comedy Central. Yeah. And this seems like the type of movie that won't, you know, whatever streaming platform it ends up on, seems like it could really catch an audience that way. What if The Last Duel is played over and over on Comedy Central? <laughs> yeah, with all the rebranding the last few years, would you be surprised if that's the route they went? oh man uh next up is the french dispatch which i know neither of us have seen but i'm planning on seeing in the next few days and we're probably going to do an episode on. trying to get there i really want to see it you know i love wes anderson in fact talking about this 1999 awesome movie you're my pick was rushmore so yeah i gotta go see it man i just haven't had the time yeah i'm really looking forward to it uh even though a lot of people don't seem to like it but I, i have a feeling we'll like it but we'll see what happens but uh movie I did not like, the last one that we talked about last month, is Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. I'm a big Edgar Wright fan. I love the actresses that are in the lead of this movie, and I just think it's just horribly misguided and just not very good. Uh, I didn't see it yet, but I am going to go on record and tell you he hasn't made a great movie since Scott Pilgrim. It's been Law of Diminishing Returns, you know. Um, I think it was uh, Shaun of the Dead... Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim, however those two ordered out. That was the last great movie. I don't think he's done anything great since then. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say it, but I kind of agree with you on that. So, But Dave, you yeah, also I, saw another movie that everyone liked. Uh, I know you did a um, an episode on Dune, but you really did not like Dune either. So 
and here's the thing. I actually just recorded an episode with uh, your awesome movie, your co-host Josh Bell on it. And I'm starting to kind of come around on Dune. I still definitely don't love it. I, I don't think it's as good as people made it out to be, but I'm starting to at least like it a little bit. I, I started rewatching it before we uh, recorded and I'm getting it a little bit more on the second time through. Hey, Dave, let me ask you a question. Why do I take such pleasure in finding out that you have had such bad movie experiences recently? I don't know, man. You, you do seem to really enjoy that. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just so cheerful, usually. I think it's, yeah, I think maybe you assume they're going to be good where, you know, so when they're not good, like, it's like, yeah, Dave, welcome to the hard real world out there. Now you're waking up to reality. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Oh, man. Well, we did speed round a bunch of other movies, but we don't need to get into all those. I mean, Dune was kind of the standout of those. But uh, let's let's start looking into November here. We got a lot of movies to cover this month again. I mean, we're not even going to bring up Eternals because I already have a uh, whole episode planned on it and everything. So... I mean, there's a Marvel movie and we're not covering it. That's how much there is in November. So let, let's start out, though, with a Netflix movie coming out November 3rd. It's The Harder They Fall. Uh, I've actually already seen this, uh, and I'm not going to get a chance to do an episode on it, unfortunately. So that's why I wanted to make sure we included it in our list this month uh, of trailers. It's about Black Cowboys. It's from first-time feature director uh, Jimmy Samuel. And it has just an absolutely stacked cast, including Jonathan Majors, Regina King, Zsa uh, Beats, R.J. Keiter, uh, Idris Elba, Lakeith Stanfield, Delroy Lindo. It just keeps going on and on from there. Uh, what do you think about this trailer? The trailer doesn't really show much. It's very stylized. Um, mm -hmm. Like that cast, you're gonna basically like sign me up for anything that like if you get all those great actors in a, in a movie, like I want to see that movie, right? Um, all I could yeah. tell is they break Idris Elba out of uh, you know, uh, he's a a prisoner on a train in the old west, and they break him out, and then you know, lots of bang bang shoot 'em ups. It looks like that's all I could yeah. tell. What did you think about the movie? I love the movie. Um, I, I will say it's it's a little bit empty as far as like story or purpose or any of that, but it's just fun. It's two hours of fun, I think, and it's it's what you would expect from that cast. Every character has their moments to shine, and they all do shine in all of their scenes. And I I had a blast with this movie. I hope people see it when it comes out. Cool. Um, I'm going to watch it on Netflix. I'm not going to go to the theater to see it, but I will watch that it. That is very fair. What do you got for pieces? Well, Dave, you know, I wonder if I'm right um, because you've seen it. I haven't. I mean, the first black cowboy movie I remember from our youth was Posse, Mario Van mm -hmm. Peebles. So this kind of resonated in that one. There was a movie called Rosewood. Did you ever see that with Ving Rhames? And another, uh... I never saw Rosewood. I saw Posse back in the day, though. Yeah, so... You know, there's there's some of there's some of that. There's it looks like a mix of like um, the stylization reminded me a little of like Django meets Hateful Eight. You know, some mm -hmm. Tarantino uh, elements in there. And then you know, if you're gonna break a prisoner out, let's throw in Con Air for fun. And and all of that absolutely works. I I definitely had Django on my list. I had Posse on my list. There's a little bit of Fast and Furious in there with breaking out Dom out of out of prison on the on the uh the one fast and furious i also had beasts of no nation because idris elba is just scary in this and that's the last time he's been given a chance to be scary 
and uh, it's it's fun to watch him just be a straight up bad guy. And so uh, I thought that was a good one too. That's cool. You know what else I put on? Which um, because I mean it's a train. It's obviously a totally different type of train. But it looks like when they break Idris Elba out, there's this. It seems like there's one long take from him walking to the from the back of the train to the front of the train, which is my favorite shot in Snowpiercer. It's an amazing shot. And um, mm. if that's kind of an homage to that shot or whatnot. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, you said Delroy Lindo. Let's not forget his great ensemble performance recently in The Five Bloods. So I think there's a lot of good yeah, elements here. Absolutely. So let's move on to the beta test coming to theaters November 5th. Uh, it's Jim Cummings' third movie after Thunder Road and The Wolf of Snow Hollow. And uh, that alone makes it one of my most anticipated movies of the year. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's about a guy working in Hollywood who gets an, inv uh, an invite for no strings attached, blindfolded sex. And then there's fallout that Dave, comes from actually taking that up. Hold on, yeah. man. I swear to you, I looked this up and I saw a totally different preview for a movie called The Beta Test. The movie I saw. Really? Yeah, I'm not lying to you. So I would like to watch this preview, but I'll tell you about the one that I saw. It's um, it was <laughs> well, this is going to be interesting. It was sure. basically a because um, I because I love Jim Cummings, right? And when you were just yeah. when you were like, "This is Jim Cummings' new movie," I'm like, "This is Jim Cummings' new movie. This looks fucking terrible for a Jim Cummings movie, right?" <laughs> the one I saw was basically like a dude plays a video game and then becomes a part of the video game, like that movie Gamer with. Uh, <laughs> With uh, Jason <laughs> Statham, and then and then my other piece was Guns Akimbo from from uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Amazing, which was that's the so what I think we should do is you look up that preview right now, and I'll look up the Jim Cummings preview, and then let's let's flip flop here. Please stand by. We'll be right back. Okay, so we just actually took a break here while recording so we could watch each other's beta test trailers. And let me say, before we get into your thoughts on the real the beta test, uh, you're 100% right. There's a movie called Beta Test from 2016 that looks like a gamer, hardcore Henry. I mean, maybe it inspired Free Guy, the Ryan Reynolds movie that came out a couple months ago. But uh, yeah, it looks terrible. But uh, what do you think of the real beta test, Jason? Yeah, uh, much better. Jim Cummings is in it. How about that? He wrote and directed it, and I love Jim Cummings. And uh, I'm with you. We uh, we like he's a, he's appointment movie watching at this point in time. What he does is interesting, and this looks like a, a third genre. You know, we he's done the kind of family dramedy. Then he did mm -hmm. uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow, which was like kind of a monster mystery murder thing. And now this is a very like dark L.A. erotic uh, kind of thriller type thing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it looks like it's a very of the moment kind of movie with everything with Me Too and all that kind of stuff is going to play into it. So it seems like he's really like going for uh, everything that's happening right now, which seems like a very Jim Cummings thing to do. Yeah, we like Jim Cummings. Here's some pieces, Dave, off the top of my head. Obviously, like you said, he goes into this uh, 
random sexual encounter. Fidelio, mm. uh, eyes wide shut off the top of my head, right? Sure. Um, last year's very uncomfortable film, The Assistant, about mm-hmm. the mistreatment of um, women in the film industry and the power dynamics there. Um, and then two, uh, uh, okay, an underbelly of LA movie that we covered on Awesome Movie Year 1984, Repo Man, because I really like that underbelly aspect, right? Sure. And then, you know, he looks like one of these skeezy agency types, um, you know, that Ari Gold thing from Entourage. What about from the 90s, um, the movie Swimming with Sharks with... um, Totally. With uh, Kevin Spacey, who seemingly could be a subject of this film of some type, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I had Eyes Wide Shut. I had uh, Swimming with Sharks. I did not have Repo Man, but that could uh, definitely fit. I also thought of The Assistant. I think that that would be a, uh, a good one here as well. Also, The Player uh, from Robert Altman, which I've never actually seen, but it definitely came to mind, and it's been a movie I've been wanting to watch for a while now. Yeah, you should watch it. I'll watch it with you. Also... um. Do you want to watch the other beta test? <laughs> you know what? Pass on that one. Cool. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm glad to know that it exists. Let's put it that way. Next up is a movie coming to Netflix November 12th called Red Notice. That basically looks like an AI created a movie. Uh, <laughs> it, it stars Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and Gal Gadot. And just a totally generic looking action movie. But, you know, I, I, I'm sure it could have a little bit of fun to it. What did you think about this? Well, it's Ra- it's Ralston Marshall Thurber, right? The director, mm-hmm. writer-director. He's done some fun comedies, Dodgeball and We're the Millers, right? Yeah, I guess that was pretty good. Eh, I don't know. I'm just trying to look at the... Yeah, it doesn't look good, Dave. I agree with you. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> all right. And the poster is just terrible. One of the worst posters I've ever seen. So... There's a new cartoon version of Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, where mm. she's on the run from like the criminals, even though she's doing good. Well, that's why she's on the run from criminals because she's really doing good, but the cops are also tracking her because they think she's a criminal. This seemed to that have that type of element where like you're most wanted, but are you most wanted? I don't know. And then I, I mean, dude, like, why is every Ryan Reynolds? How many Hitman's Bodyguard type movies does he have to make? You know. I know. He's really kind of stuck in that. And I think that's why he says that he's taking a break uh, after these next couple of movies that are already finished. Like, I think he's probably sick of himself at this point. Yeah, I mean, The Rock, you know, is always, um, you know, intellectual property franchise guy. But this feels like another buddy up comedy like CIA. And if you want to watch a good heist movie, just go watch the Thomas Crown Affair. I like the Pierce Brosnan one. Never seen the Steve McQueen one, but people love that, too. Yeah, I, I had Thomas Crown Affair on uh, my list as well. Uh, and then also obvious, but Ocean's Eleven, um, just, you know, another kind of thief action kind of thing with snappy, super cool, stylish and slick, uh, you know, action and quips and all that kind of stuff. Hey, so. you, you know, we gave Clint Eastwood a lot of crap for the cry macho line, you know, if you want to call your cock macho or whatever. How about the uh, last line of this preview where... Um, Gail Godot, the rock is standing, uh, right behind Gail Godot and and says, we both know how this is going to end up. You're going to be in handcuffs. And she says, promises, promises. God. (laughs) 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 Oh, am I, I don't even know if I'm going to watch this one. Like why, why is that? Why is it going to be Oh, God. Uh, Next up is Belfast from uh, Kenneth Branagh. 
of Wild Wild West fame, of course, oh, uh, written and directed by him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, coming to theaters November twelfth, but this is supposed to be great. It's it's a big front runner, I think, at this point for Oscars and all that stuff. Uh, it's a semi autobiographical about his childhood in the sixties. Uh, also stars Judy Dench and Jamie Dornan. Um, and it's supposed to be just like a big crowd pleaser. Uh, what what do you think about this? Well, you know, I have a, a special place in my heart for Ireland. I love Ireland. I love going to Ireland. I love Irish culture, Irish movies, trying to make a movie in Ireland. So like this hits a lot of the right notes for me in the preview. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully it doesn't get too sentimental. Two kind of reversals of this were, you know, Irish immigrant stories um, that were both very good. Brooklyn with Saoirse Ronan and uh, in America. I loved in America when that came out. So that's another good one. Um, some of the, there seems to be a lot of music in this one. So you have to look at those great Irish movies like Sing Street and The Commitments. And then Mm, my, my last pick was, it seems like, so this seems to take place during the troubles, which I would definitely recommend read, uh, Patrick Radden Keefe's book, Say Nothing. It's probably the best book I've ever read. Dave, I know you don't know how to read. Never mind. But it seems like somehow there's like this very rosy outlook um, while all this violence is going around, uh, uh, you know, going on outside and around them. So that kind of brought me to life is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, those, those are all great picks. Uh, yeah, this seems like a, uh, a, a movie that's going to have some interesting, uh, balance between that with, with everything going on on the outside and everything going on with the actual characters and in the inside. But, uh, yeah, I looked mostly to like, semi-autobiographical kind of stories from directors. Uh, I I thought of Almost Famous, uh, Cameron Crowe, you know, kind of his life, you know, uh, becoming a writer for Rolling Stone at 15 and how that parallels to the character in the movie. Uh, The Squid and the Whale with Noah Baumbach uh, with his parents going through divorce. And then uh, Roma with Alfonso Cuaron uh, setting a movie in black and white in the uh, place where he grew up, Uh, even though it's not a story about his own upbringing but those those kind of things lots of violence in that movie going on around the community as well so absolutely um here's a here's a little foreshadowing i have almost famous as a different puzzle piece for a different movie coming up so do i so we'll see if it's the same one i think it it. probably is so yeah probably uh next up another netflix movie i feel like we didn't do that many netflix the last yeah this is now uh, we are Back to the streaming world. Well, Netflix is now a major awards player, so I think that's probably why, because these are all being positioned as possible awards movies. But November 17th, it's The Power of the Dog from Jane Campion, director of The Piano. This is her first movie in 12 years, and getting total, total acclaim for this one. It stars uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Jesse Plemons, and Kristen Dunst. Uh, Kirsten. What did I say? Kristen. I said Kirsten. You listen to the tape. Uh, hey, I'll have to listen back. All that there really is is a teaser. It's a minute long teaser. Yeah. I was not able to find a full trailer. Um, no, so it makes it a little uh, more difficult. I mean, Jane Campion, awesome director, cast is awesome. People mm-hmm. love the movie. Um, Jane Campion, while she hasn't made a feature in twelve years, did make an excellent miniseries that takes place in the kind of outback, you know, rural areas of, uh, I believe it was, uh, it was either Australia or New Zealand. It was probably New Zealand. I think it was, uh, called top mm-hmm. of the lake. 
So this reminded oh, me yeah. of, of Top of the Lake a lot. Also, and I, maybe this is too obvious, there seems to be some type of homosexual cowboy element. I really couldn't tell. So, um, But, you know, utilizing that and the landscape, maybe there's a Brokeback Mountain feel in there. I'm not exactly sure. All right. Yeah, I, I, I did not realize that Jane Campion dire- uh, directed or created Top of the Lake. That, that was a great series. Um, yeah, really good. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't really quite sure what to make of it either because it's just a teaser. I read a little bit more of a plot synopsis, and I get the idea that Benedict Cumberbatch is just totally going to be uh, instigating and like instilling fear and dread in his brother, who is Jesse Plemons. And so I thought of things like uh, There Will Be Blood and maybe Cape Fear of, of like just a character like totally just driving somebody, you know, nuts and like really like, you know, being a monster to, to this other character. Mm. So that, that, that's kind of what I thought. Uh, but like you said, it's kind of hard to parse out what this is going to be. Yeah. I mean, I guess I wouldn't say the same thing. Uh, I mean, when you kind of talk about it that way, maybe there's some unforgiven elements in there where, you know, there's this guy and, uh, y- you don't want to piss him off cause he, he'll, he'll take you out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Next up a movie that I, just don't know what to make of. Uh, it's Ghostbusters Afterlife coming to theaters November 19th. Man, I, I, Jason Reitman's taken over his father's franchise in this legacy sequel. Um, what was the last good movie Jason Reitman made? I mean, I like Thank You for Smoking. Yeah, that's um, a great movie, but that's that's the first movie he made. so long dude. ago. Yeah, was that his first movie? Yeah, yeah that's before Juno. That's before Up in the Air, you know, which yeah. were both good movies. That's before Young Adult, which was a good movie. So yeah, I guess he's made quite a quite a few those, pretty good those movies. Those four, but I don't think he's really done anything, you know, Tully yeah. was horrible. And, eh, uh, you know. Tully's okay. Eh. I don't know. All I know is that this trailer looks terrible. Um, you are <laughs> <I> right. <laughs> you Man. are right. I'm still looking forward to it because it's Paul Rudd. I, I I can't not look forward to something with Paul Rudd in it, but man, does it look bad. Uh, I don't know. What do you got as far as pieces are concerned? No, you you know what? You're 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 right because like I remember when the first Ant Man trailers came out. I'm like, this doesn't look like it's going to be anything special. And then it was great, you know. And we know that right. because it's Paul Rudd. But this does yeah. look pretty pretty bad. Did you? He made I don't know. There's some other. I'm looking him up. He made a movie called The Front Runner or something? Or did he direct that? I don't know. Oh, I remember that. Wasn't that uh, Hugh Jackman? Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah okay. so he, like, I forgot yeah. that and he directed it was, that. It was Tully. It was Men, Women, and Children. Labor Day, that was supposed to be horrible. So 2011 was his last good movie, Young Adult. Okay. Um, and this does not look good at all. It doesn't look like it's captured any of the whimsy or fun of uh, the original Ghostbusters, which we covered in 1984 via Your Pick, an awesome movie year. Sure. So there is that element of like small town, um, you know, kind of supernatural discovery with these kids. Super 8, the excellent J.J. Abrams movie I picked. Um, There's that whole element again of like, is this movie in the present? It seems like it's in the present, but in a town that doesn't exist in the present, (laughs) you know? Right. So, um you know what was uh what was that movie on Amazon last year? Uh Stir of was it uh Echo of Night, Stir of Night? What, oh, the Vast of Night? Vast of Night, that's the one. 
That movie's great. Okay. That's fun. Oh, that that's a very positive uh, puzzle piece. Uh, you're going with some very positive ones. Well, yeah, so I'm trying far. to look, like yeah. say w- what I would want it to be. Super 8, Vast of Night. Sure. And then the last one, which definitely had that kind of, you know, if not remake-y feel, like um, just kind of um, building the universe feel, which was great, surprisingly great, was Bumblebee. Okay. Yeah, Bumblebee was surprisingly good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Taking 80s pop culture and just running with it. And yeah, that that was a a good one. I I like those as pieces. Uh, I went with the most obvious, obvious piece, which is Stranger Things. Ghostbusters. I think that's. I mean, even. I would say more. I'd say this is Stranger Things with the Ecto 1, is basically what. And it has the 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 kid from. What is his name? Finn. Finn something. Yeah. Yeah, Woodheart or something. Lockhart. Yeah. Lockhart, is that his name? Anyway, yeah, Stranger Things is number one, I think. This just, it really feels like that's the direction they took with this. And then the other thing I had, uh, as far as, like, decades later sequels that treat the original, like, sacred texts, I took the, the recent Star Wars trilogy. Basically... Treating treating these characters like they are just uh, the the ultimate in in everything that matters to anybody, and I think that's kind of a weird direction to take Ghostbusters. I don't know that people are that into Ghostbusters, are they? I, I guess I guess they are because they remade it with um, the all female cast a few years ago, you know, and, and it like... ruined everyone's childhood. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. Which you it's know, not that bad, by the way. I, just, I actually think that that movie is fun. Let's just be honest here, though. The original Ghostbusters, you know, is the one. Every other Ghostbusters after that is not. You know, Ghostbusters 2 right. had a lot of problems. The reboot, you know, you said you enjoyed it. A lot of people did not. This looks right. like another version of that. And then, you know, it just keeps staying in the, the cultural zeitgeist. I mean, the, the theme song you play every Halloween... There were the cartoons, sure. you know, it's, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this, we could just let Ghostbusters run its course. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how this goes, but uh, I don't know. Next up is King Richard coming to theaters November 19th with Will Smith as the father of Venus and Serena Williams uh, in a kind of unconventional, but uh, crowd pleasing biopic. It looks like, it looks like it's going to be fun. I'm glad Will Smith is doing something like this. I mentioned this in our, uh, you know, and Kenneth Branagh too, uh, our Wild Wild West yeah. episode. It's about time Will Smith, you know, he's so talented, takes on something that's where he can really push himself as an actor. And uh, it looks like he's he's got a great performance here as the father of Venus and Serena Williams. This was a tough one for me to uh, kind of it is. figure out. Um, and I don't think I have good puzzle pieces. I picked any given mm-hmm. Sunday because it was about like the relationship between a coach and a star athlete and them having to figure each other out. I don't even think that's good yeah. now that I say it. Um, I mean, I like the movie. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I just wanted to pick a good tennis movie. So I picked Match Point by Woody Allen. But this definitely is not the feel of that. But it's a good tennis movie. Sure. So I, I didn't do yeah. well on this one. I can I can accept that. I will pick up the slack with Coach Carter. It's another, you know, coach movie, but I just thought it fits because Samuel L. Jackson is a mostly action movie based actor. That's what he gets to do most of the time. And he got to do something with a little bit more dramatic weight to it with Coach Carter. And so, you know, I thought that kind of fits for Will Smith here, breaking out of all these action movies he's done over the last 20 years and doing something more dramatic. I mean, this looks good. We just we just didn't really 
get a good yeah. hold on it, I'd say. Yeah, I actually have a, uh, a a second piece, but I forgot to like do my research and fill it in. I put a blank space and then I put in parentheses, think of a biopic about the side character and not the more famous characters you would have expected the biopic to be about. Ah. But I didn't I didn't actually fill it in with anything. So anybody listening at home wants to do the research for me and uh, let me know. That is interesting. Good, good, good look there, yeah. Dave. So, all right, almost. But uh, all right. Next up is Tick Tick Boom coming to theaters and Netflix on November 9th. It's Lin Manuel Miranda's film directing debut, uh, an adaptation of Jonathan Larson's autobiographical musical about the creation of Rent. Stars Andrew Garfield, uh, a bunch of people from the musical world who I don't know because I don't really know that world. You know it more than me, though, Jason. What'd yeah, you name some names. I'll tell you if I know them. Uh, Alexandra Ship. Oh yeah, uh, keep going. Robin De G- uh, Jesus. 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 Oh yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, Joshua Henry. Is we had lunch last week. Person? Oh, nice, nice. Well, tell him I said hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think of the trailer? I'm super excited for this one, man. I think it looks great. Uh, I uh, as I trust Lin Manuel, even though uh, he seems to have finally gotten some backlash for you know. In the Heights, which the backlash should have been, it's just not that good of a movie, but you know, whatever. Right, right. But uh, this looks really good, man. And it, I'm sure it's going to pull at the heartstrings. He's very good at, you know, figuring out the emotional elements of it. I'm excited for it. What do you think? Yeah, I, it's not really my world since I don't watch that many musicals, but I think it looks good too. Uh, I, I think it looks like a lot of fun. Um, here's some pieces. The, the, the semi-autobiographical... Broadway biopic. I already said said to me autobiographical. Bob Fosse, excellent movie. All that jazz. Can't recommend it enough. Um, mm-hmm. I also kind of focused on the stage. I had Don't Think Twice, the excellent Mike Birbiglia movie, which is about an improv troupe, but really kind of digs deep in the character. And yeah. um, I had two others, but I'm going to leave them for you because I think you're going to choose one of them. Okay, we'll see. Well, uh, first up, my favorite movie, Adaptation. Uh, I just thought of the whole meta-ness of the guy who made Rent making a musical about himself making Rent. Um, just seems kind of Charlie Kaufman-esque in its weirdness of that idea. Uh, and the other one, you see Andrew Garfield as a character writing on the train, writing his lyrics. So I thought of Eminem and 8 Mile. I I actually had Charlie Kaufman also, but I did not take take adaptation. I took uh, Synecdoche, New York, because that's all about your life being overtaken by the theater. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love when Charlie Kaufman uh, influence comes into something completely different, like a big happy musical. <laughs> right. So there was that big <laughs> musical number, and uh, I'm thinking of ending things too. That is right. Absolutely. Well, uh, next up is a. Uh, we don't usually do these kind of like B movies uh, on these uh, roundups, but I wanted to include this one. It's Black Friday. It's yeah. coming out November 19th. You're looking forward to Black this. Black huh? Friday. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, it'll also be on VOD a few days later on November 23rd. Really goofy looking. Set during Black Friday, but zombies take over the store. And of course, Bruce Campbell is in it, and that's why I wanted to cover it. And I don't blame you. And Dave, you know, when I was uh, like a, a writer in Hollywood and rep by all these agents and everything, you know, we always wanted to write like movies about even christmas right well you can't write a christmas movie it's too niche so if you had pitched a black friday movie which you know which i'm sure we had 
at some point in time, like they'd be like, what, who would watch that? And it just shows you what idiots these people, these agents were <laughs> yeah. like, you know, not to say they could predict the future of streaming, but like a good movie's a good movie. And this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Kind of like uh, yeah. Batman was for us last year at this time, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Zombieland was the first one I picked out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it definitely has that kind of feel. Um, we, uh, how about a little love for our host, uh, co-host Josh Bell, uh, Night of the Comet, which was kind of uh, a, a, you know an apocalyptic movie that took place in a mall. This one takes place in a superstore of sorts, so you could say that. Um, and uh, the very disappointing, the night before, because they made a movie about the night before Thanksgiving. This one takes place the day after Thanksgiving. And my last piece, Dave, there is Bad Santa, because I like that movie. Okay. Yeah, those those all absolutely work. I had Zombieland on my list as well. I mean, this is like a totally self-aware zombie movie, which is what Zombieland is at its core. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't say Jingle All the Way. Because that's on my list, and uh, well, I picked Bad Santa. I guess they're both holiday classics that we can uh, include on here. Um, and then, last but not least, uh, Army of Darkness. Because shop smart, shop s smart. Bruce Campbell working in retail again. Uh, there has to be a reference here at some point. This looks like so much fun, and I am going to be delighted to watch this film. Awesome. All right, so next up is our last one for the month. It is Licorice Pizza, coming to theaters November 24th. It's Paul Thomas Anderson's ninth feature. A coming-of-age story set in Los Angeles. Seems to be kind of going back to Boogie Nights territory for him, with all these multiple characters, all with stories that connect. Looks like a total blast. Uh, It stars Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, Cooper Hoffman, and Alana Haim from the band Haim. Also, Sean Penn, Tom Waits, Bradley Cooper. Uh, what do you think about this one, Jason? I think it looks like a blast. I agree. Looks like a, a great, uh, like you said, PTA style Magnolia type thing, you know, but uh, focusing a little more on the youth, but it, going back to that LA upbringing. And um, uh, we already mentioned almost famous. This definitely has an almost famous feel to it, doesn't oh, yeah. it? Definitely, uh, 100%. And then two others I picked. Well, I mean, you mentioned The Many Saints of Newark. I think that's just kind of cool that James Gandolfini's son and now Philip Seymour Hoffman's son are working with filmmakers that their fathers had worked with. So I kind of like that. Right. Um, Yeah, no, that is cool. uh, Here's two other pieces, Dave. The last maybe really good movie set in a Hollywood in a timepiece that kind of is very referential around that time is uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. So Tarantino mm-hmm. comes up again and um, there's a scene where it's kind of interesting where the, I guess it's um, you know, it seems like a uh, teenage girl uh, learning about her sexuality in some ways. So I picked a really good movie, uh, the diary of a teenage girl. Do you ever see that movie? I did see that movie. Yeah, it is very good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, good pieces all around. And also, I like I like Haim, or Haim, or whatever. I've seen him a few times. I actually sat next to them at uh, Life is Beautiful in a catering tent once, but I think I've covered them a few times, too. Cool. Uh, yeah, they're, they're good. I, I've never listened to their albums, but the songs I've heard are very good. Yeah. Um, Heim. One of these days, I'll or have Heim. to. Yeah, I know they're Heim. not Haim. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. They're Haim. 
Yeah. All right. Well, uh, other pieces, uh, High Fidelity, uh, Licorice Pizza is a record chain from the LA area. And so obviously this will be set within record stores, or at least I assume it will be uh, for good chunks of the movies. So High Fidelity. Um, also American Graffiti, the George Lucas rock and roll hangout movie. Seems uh, kind of a little bit of those kind of vibes as well in there. If you if you were like, hey, this movie is kind of like High Fidelity and kind of like American Graffiti, I'd be like, cool. I'm, uh, I'm ready to watch this thing right now. You know? I doesn't want to watch I'm that? I'm in. Yeah. By the way, before before we move on, did did you read that the character Bradley Cooper is playing, John Peters, is the guy with that great spider story that we brought up on the Wild Wild West episode? I can't believe we keep. I I kind of figured it was because he says, you know, do you know who my girlfriend is, Barbara Streisand? Yeah. But um, <laughs> we really have referenced Wild Wild West far too much today. But um, it's John, amazing. John Peters <laughs> is a, is a wild and crazy producer who. Uh, who is just one of those Hollywood characters that somehow keeps failing upwards. Yeah, sure, sure is. Oh, man. Well, that that does it for our uh, list of movies that we're covering. Is there anything that you uh, wanted to give a quick shout-out to that we didn't have on our main list? Well, I mean, uh, you're doing an episode on House of Gucci. I mean, what a, what a fall yeah. for, uh, for Ridley Scott there, huh? Oh, I cannot wait for that freaking movie. That I, You know what? Even if it's not good... I still think it's the best trailer of the year. That that's that I'm means it down right now. I mean, I guess that means a little, but not really much. But it, I think it it'll means be something. Yeah. Trailers live on, man. Trailers live on. I remember trailers, good trailers. Yeah, like I, I'll remember like that the one. beta test from 2016. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one definitely lived on. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> ah, this should be a great month, and um, you know. I have a uh, job that I'm not going to go to because I got to watch these movies. Nice, that's a good uh, good thing to do. Yeah, I, I like that. Awesome. Well, uh, Jason, this was great as always. Why don't you tell people what you got going on, Dave? We are, as I mentioned, in the middle of the 1999 season of awesome movie year, and I think overall, quality wise, it's probably one of our best seasons, just top to the bottom of the movies we've covered. You know. Um, as far yeah. as the quality of the episodes, they never get better, but we try. <laughs> no, um, I, I'm very proud of this season. Um, we also have a, a very special season 10 coming up that we haven't announced, but it's going to be a little different than what um, we've done in the past. So that's kind of what's going on here with uh, Awesome Movie Year. Dave, you do a good job of producing that one. And uh, you oh, didn't make you. me say that. I just uh, I just wanted to shout you out. I, I love the... Uh, the work you did with the theme song for the Blair Witch episode and good job, buddy. Nice. Yeah. Yay. You're welcome. Adam. Thank, thank you for the compliment there, but, uh, awesome. Jason, we will be back to talk about the French dispatch soon, hopefully. And then, uh, we'll probably cover something else. Soon. I mean, we're in it to win it uh, the, this month, next month, you know, we're in the big, the big preview months right now. Yeah. Let's keep doing it. Two actors walk into a bar and, well, what do they do, David? Well, Scarlett, I'll tell you. Two actors walk into a bar and find humour in reality. Two of them fall out and smash on the floor. The woman has gone, well done. Provide opinions on everything they're not entitled to. Oh, wear a mask, you dumbasses. America's fucked. Oh, who cares? <laughs> Biden's in control of a sinking ship. And, of course, they drink. 
I'm doing good. I've had one beer and I don't know what words are anymore. He's on the Fanta Fruit Twist now. I can see what you're drinking and it is embarrassing. But no, 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 that's not all you can expect from this podcast. We've got some particularly strange tales to tell and, of course, exclusive stories from the acting world. You came on the stage and you were like, stop it, I'm having to break character. I'm a professional, don't you know? I see you're an actress. Do you snort lots of cocaine, then? Some Oscar-worthy performances from our hosts. Uh, your Waluigi impression is hilarious. Waluigi. Um. <laughs> Good old Boris Johnson, like... You're smashing them now. You've not even had a drink yet. Oh, I don't believe the king would have said Ooh. that. And a load of drunken waffle. Uh, I mean, intelligent conversation. We're talking about having a weird crush on Colin Firth and suddenly you're shagging a Greg's pasty. My life's exciting. What can I say? So join her, Scarlett Bryant. And him, David McCulloch. Along with a fantastic range of special guests. Bring it on. I can't wait. I mean... Who shat themselves? <laughs> <laughs> I was sang in the prize giving on the Friday. was having surgery on the Saturday. I poured myself some mulled wine for this occasion. And I have... You saw me sit down with a full glass. <laughs> I've like just... Because it's like juice, you know? All that and much, much more. In our podcast series... Two, Two actors, actors walk, walk into, into a, a bar. bar. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jason Harris about some of the movies coming out in November. There are so many movies coming out. There were so many movies in October. There's just always lots of movies. When people say that there's no new movies or no good new movies, it's crazy. I mean, this has been kind of a weird year for movies, but there's always something to check out. And hopefully these uh, trailer episodes prove that to you all. So uh, I hope you enjoy piecing it together. If you do, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. You can, of course, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Good Pods. I really appreciate when we get that feedback from people. You know, five stars is great, but really, I want to just hear what you think of the show. Um, I want to keep doing it and keep making it better. And so, yeah, get in touch. Let me know what you think of it. Also, get in touch if you ever want to join me for an episode. I'm always looking for new co-hosts, so uh, please do get in touch. Uh, aside from that, there's the Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces Facebook group where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Awesome Movie Year, which is another awesome movie podcast that I produce which is, of course, hosted by Jason Harris and his co-host Josh Bell, who you hear here on Piecing It Together quite often. And uh, a different kind of movie podcast, but also produced by me, and I think we do a pretty good job of uh, really digging into specific movies from specific awesome movie years on there. So definitely check that out. And we might have another uh, kind of cross episode coming up later this year. We'll see if that uh, works out the way we're hoping it will. So that does it for today. I am recording this on Halloween, and uh, this is coming out, of course, November 1st, but we're recording it yesterday on Halloween. And so uh, I wanted to play a little something from my new album, The Dissection Table. I've played a bunch of tracks from it already, but uh, this is the perfect time to play another track. So you should check this album out. It is on Spotify right now. And along with the album is also a special playlist that I put up. It's called A Halloween Playlist, and it's just some of my darkest, spookiest music. Uh, of course, 
This episode is coming up on November 1st, uh, and we've already gotten past the Halloween season, but who doesn't love listening to spooky, creepy horror music all year round? I know I like to. So uh, keep listening to the playlist, keep listening to this album, and uh, thank you so much for listening to my music. But let's close this out with a track called Where Are You from the album The Dissection Table, which is my new album. It is available now. Please go check it out. And uh, we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.